Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. With me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. It's been quite a week, hasn't it, Heather? Yeah, and it's only Thursday. <laughs> so, um, programming here at Calon FM has been uh, a little different with a number of people needing to be away. But me and Heather are here live in the studio for the time being. Yeah, are we about two metres apart? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got a desk between us. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm promised not to cough or sneeze on her and uh, we, we shall be washing our hands when yeah. we're finished. So yeah. we hope you're all keeping safe out there and sane. It's uh, challenging times for everybody, um, for individuals, for businesses, for society as as a whole. And uh, we, we normally start off the show with a, In A Week When um, but it's very difficult to see any news apart from news about the virus. Did you see any other news? Um, of of any note, very, no, very little. I mean, everything has been connected in some way, hmm. uh, good or bad. Um, but, but what I have been trying to do is not watch the news too much. Yeah, I think that's really important thing to note because you've got streaming news it's constant you could, you could watch, watch it 24 7 all day um, yeah and it's well known that it's not good for your mental health to do that no no and i and i think that also um nothing yes things are moving at a very fast pace but nothing that is being said is time critical to the hour so i think for for businesses and for individuals you know deciding to watch the news at eight in the morning or you know six at night or or, or whatever it might be uh, and, and and have that as a time because yeah. if you need to know about something you are going to find out about something uh, find out yeah about so it. we're not suggesting you put your head in the sand but no. maybe for your own well-being and, and for the well-being of your business and those around you do limit the time that you spend just getting absorbed in this. You can do it just looking at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If you if you can get lost in in the news, mm. it's it you know, it's not it's great for everybody. World. Yeah. I'll tell you what I have been doing, and that is I um I've been watching the uh, press conferences that the Prime Minister's been doing yeah. and the Chief Medical and Chief Scientific Officers. Um not for any political reason, but because Actually, Mr. Johnson will say what Mr. Johnson will say, but I find I do find it quite interesting and in some way comforting to hear the rationale behind some of the decisions mm-hmm. that are being made. Of course, that doesn't address, you know, the fina- financial impacts, etc. But it helps me to make sense of why some of these things are being done. Yeah, because I kind of want to understand why. I think the other important learning I've had from. Um, been overwhelmed by news is I've been doing some risk assessments for um, uh, colleagues and, and certain health conditions and I've been going straight to the websites that specialise in those health conditions for their advice because there are an awful lot of other websites that claim to have the latest news and the latest guidance but for example if I was wanting to look at um, asthma guidance I've gone to the asthma um, website asthma uk yep. diabetes parkinson's all of those sorts of things go straight to the source rather than some of the websites which are wrapping it all up and maybe not quite hitting the mark because what you're doing if you're assessing your own or somebody else's risks from from this situation 
you need to look at them as an individual, not somebody who falls under a big category mm. of high risk. Mm. You've got to look at that individual person's health issues and, and the risks that they're under. So that would that would be my big learning from this is, is try not to read the summaries, go to the detail and look at each person as an individual. I think that's good advice because they will have extracted the absolute things that are relevant to the condition that they are most interested in. So they'll have made sense of, of a big mix of things. Yeah. So today we're not doing the normal format of show. We've just started to look through the wealth of information that's out there. And I have to say that by the time this podcast is published... And the news could well have changed. So, you know, we're not saying that this is the definitive news or the definitive situation, but it's how it is right now at the point at which we're researching. And we've got a a number of things to keep you feeling um, well mentally um, and physically in the workplace, whether it's at home or at work with your kids or not. And uh, a, a number of interesting things that you could consider and the ways that some businesses are actually being creative at this time. You're listening to the business community on Cal on FM. And uh, I've just received an email, um, which is quite timely. Thank you very much to Gareth from Business Line in Wrexham. Um, they have been sending some emails out explaining some of the provisions that are in place um, courtesy of the Welsh Government. And I'll just go through the email talking about the emergency support that is being offered to businesses. So shops, leisure and hospitality businesses with a rateable value of £51,000 or less will receive 100% business rate relief. And pubs with a rateable value of between £51,000 and £100,000 will receive a £5,000 reduction on their bill. This will be administered through your local authority. Okay, this is Welsh government at the moment. There may be other provisions in place in the UK. Um, Expanding on this support, they have also announced a new package providing in 2021 for retail, leisure and hospitalities in Wales um, is one year business rate relief and a grant of £25,000 for retail, leisure and hospitality businesses with a rateable value of between £21,001 and £51,000. It's also providing a £10,000 grant to all businesses eligible for small business rates relief with a rateable value of £12,000 or less. That businesses that qualify for this support will not need to do anything according to this email to apply for the scheme. This will just be administered through the business rates system. And uh, I am assured here that the Welsh Government is exploring ways of supporting businesses who do not qualify for the scheme, of which there are an awful lot there. So we're talking particularly about retail, leisure and hospitality businesses. Rates and rateable relief will be administered through the business rates system. If you want any more information on this, you can go to the Business Wales website or if you're unsure, go to um, Gareth Hatton at Business Line. You can contact him by email. That's businessline at wrexham.gov.uk or you can telephone him 01978 292092. I think the most important message that that I'd like to get across today is that we are all experiencing the same thing. And I think when you're running a business, uh, whatever size business, uh, if it's a charity, you know, these are unprecedented times and we're all in the same boat. My experience has been over the last few days that actually 
businesses are being pragmatic because we're in a situation where there is absolutely very little that we can do. Yeah. We are we are experiencing this and whilst it's massively frustrating, it's actually the sense of uh not being able to control yeah. things that people are finding most challenging and yet also quite liberating because you you get people I've heard people saying quite a lot this week, well you know, it will be what it will be. You I know. think it's that old adage, isn't it? If you can't control it, at least control how you respond yeah. to it. Yeah. And I think that's the the only thing that you've really got power over here. Obviously, there's there's things you need to put into place and guidance that you need to follow. But the way that it's going to to unfold, you really have very little control over at all. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, it is scary times in terms of laying people off, uh, potential redundancies. You know, we're hearing high-profile stuff, you know, about the airlines and the leisure industry and, and tourism and those types of but things. But some great news from Gary Neville. That's been all over social media. I thought that was a nice story. Oh, right. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that. So um, he's, I think he's a co-owner of a hotel or a hotel chain. And I've, I've only seen the headlines of it. But he's essentially said he's going to make it available to the NHS and he is not going to lay anybody off. Right. He's not going to um, reduce wages or anything like that. Right. Um, and, and it's getting very big thumbs up all over social media. And that's, uh, and that's it's a really good statement for him yeah. to be making. And that's great for those businesses. He can afford it. Yeah, who, uh, who are cash rich, actually, uh, because that's going to be the, the key thing. You ne- you're going to need the cash to weather the storm. Uh, because, yeah, we can press pause on business transactions, but we can't press pause on yeah. know, those, those overheads that, that businesses... I think that's a really good point. If you, if you are in the fortunate position where you, you, know, you have a bit of spare money, do consider continuing to fund some of the smaller businesses that, that aren't able to, to sell or to provide their services. Because presumably at some point you're going to want to use their services again. But if they're not getting the support that they need over this time, they're not going to be there when you want to use them again. So, you know, um, I, I, I give you an example, like maybe a, a, a local um, coffee shop or, or restaurant or something like that, that you could buy vouchers so that you could use them at a later date. Or, you know, if you've bought a, a ticket to a local art house theatre or cinema or something like that, and it's, you know, it's not... Um, going to cope very well with making refunds consider a donation out of that i know that's not possible for everybody Mm. but really have a long hard think about how you can support some of the services that you still want to exist at at the end of all of this and i think that also a lot of things are being postponed you know not many things are being cancelled. A lot of things are being postponed. Now, OK, we don't know how long this is going to go on for and we don't know you know, what that might look like. We might find that next year, you know, we're all constantly catching up on all the things that we yeah, have. It's going to be carnage in 2020. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be all out party party. Every night. <laughs> yeah, something on every night. But, but, but I think that the most important thing is that um, if we can, we should be buying locally and, and supporting those smaller businesses um, and you know you use the example of a coffee shop okay so we're being told to distance ourselves from people but I don't 
necessarily think that means that you couldn't buy a takeaway coffee. No, I, absolutely. I, I I talk about a, a few of the the local coffee shops here in Wrexham and, and cafes. Um, I'll name King Street Coffee for a start. Um, within twenty four hours of of the announcement for um, for people to who have been advised to um, not attend um, the sort of social gatherings. King Street Coffee had actually set himself up for the first time ever with an online shop. Right. And he's, you know, he's making some of his products available yeah. online. Obviously, not a cup of coffee, nope. but you could go in and get a takeaway coffee. But consider supporting them and buying something from his online shop. He's gone to the effort of learning how to do it and actually putting it online very, very quickly and responding to that. I've noticed that there's a lot of um, cafes and bars that are making their food available as takeaway when they don't ordinarily do takeaway. Mm-hmm. The first one I noticed, actually... It's not local to here. It was in Stoke-on-Trent and um, it was on Friday last week. So even before um, it escalated, uh, Pop Bank Cafe in Stoke-on-Trent was saying, we know that a lot of people might be now struggling to come out for Mother's Day um, and we're going to make a takeaway afternoon tea available. Yeah, Okay. And then a lot more places have started to do that. So, you know, consider getting a takeaway. I know the Fat Ball locally is doing deliveries. Even the the local pub to my in-laws, the Cunliffe on um, Jeffreys Road, they're doing a takeaway service. Lot 11 are as well. So I think the companies that are trying really hard to be flexible really do deserve our support. Yeah, and I I think it's about thinking about things differently. But even, um, you know, retailers, I've seen examples of retailers that are remaining open, but are limiting the number of people in the shop at any one time. So And preferring contactless payment, yes, which makes sense, yeah, doesn't get it? Get rid yeah. of cash. Uh, so there are ways, and, and it, yeah, there are ways around it. Um, I was at Cheshire Oaks yesterday, and it, I mean, it was on one... In one respect, it was great because, you know, there were no queues or anything like that and no hordes of people shuffling around. But it was a bit like, you know, tumbleweed. It was quite eerie, yes. But stores were still open. You could go in and buy things. But they were just, you know, keeping their distance a little bit. And and, um, I think there are ways around it. For some businesses, some businesses, it's impossible. I mean, think about the supermarkets, you know. People are bombarding the supermarkets and those people have got to be sitting on tills. Morrisons are recruiting loads of people to do deliveries. Stack shelves, yeah. And stack shelves. I I spoke to um, uh, a member of staff at Sainsbury's, this was a few days ago, and she just said, it's like Christmas on steroids. Mm. You know, it's constant um, and people buying um, all of the stock as soon as it goes on the shelves. Mm. It's really tough for the the shop workers and... uh, I think credit where credit's due, you know. So some of these um, jobs, I'm sorry, I'm going vaguely political here, so I do do apologise, but I've got to say it. Some of these jobs that have been labelled as low-skilled, mm. um, we're now finding out that they're absolutely the essential workers for our society. You're listening to the business community. I suddenly forgot where I was yeah. then. <laughs> You do so many radio shows. <laughs> it's the business community on Calon FM. And... Uh, It may be the first time that some of you are needing to work from home. Some of us will have done it for many years. And even though I have worked from home for many years, because I'm now working from home for a different organisation, the dynamics for me are very different. So previously, when I've worked from home, I've been self-employed. And I used to get my um, social interactions from networking and, and various other things that I had planned in. Whereas now I'm working from home 
for an organisation where I would go into the office ordinarily and the social interaction happens there. So it can be a very difficult time for people to adjust to this uh, and to find ways of working that actually mean that you're not suffering and, and I mean that your work's not suffering but actually that you and your own mental health aren't suffering as well. Heather, what do, do you think about the home working shift for everybody? I think it's it's very challenging. For people who are used to it, that's fine but there is no getting away from the fact that this is a major adjustment. If you are used to being in the office and suddenly you find yourself working from home, it's it will be stressful because it is a massive change and we we get we start getting into the whole um, making sure that people know that you're working, uh, making sure that people know that you're available. Yeah. How do you have presenteeism when you're not actually exactly. physically present? So then before you <laughs> know it, people are like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm logging on at half past seven to make sure that everybody knows that, I, you know, I normally start at eight and afraid to go and get a cup of tea in case somebody tries to message you while you're not at your desk. Yeah. And then you think that they think that you've been watching TV. Yeah. And if you and think about it, when you're at work, how many times are you not actually using your computer? There's many times that I've been sat at yeah. my desk and I'd be reading a document and and the computer assumes I'm not there yeah. so it suddenly says you're away you know that's okay that is the normal mm. pattern of work and no doubt when you're actually in the workplace you get up and you go and get a drink you go to the loo you go and have a chat with somebody you you just sometimes go and get some fresh air to clear yeah. your head and and I think that's the really key bit is if you don't allow for that all you will do is sit at your desk all day and work, work, work. And that's not good. It's not good for your posture. No. It's not good for your mental health. And it's probably not good for your productivity either. No, not at all. But I think the flip side of that uh, is that it's a lot of this needs to come from the people who are managing those people. Because in the same way that we've said that it will be difficult for people working from home who aren't used to it, it will be difficult for managers who aren't used to managing a remote workforce. Yeah. You know, there is a skill in that and there is, uh, it doesn't just happen. You need to consciously uh, invigorate that commute, that sense of community and, and, and join people together. And I think that, you know, that is a big challenge. And I guess if you are a manager who values presenteeism, you're going to have to retrain yourself. Yeah, because this is, oh, yeah, this is a game changer. This, you know, I mean, for example, um, I'm involved with a, a charity and we're, we've just introduced, uh, starting next week, we're going to have half staff in and half staff out just to try and reduce contact. And because of the services that we deliver, we can't have everybody working from home all the time. We need we need to have core hours where we're supporting the people that we support. Um, and I was trying to think of a way that we could help to... Um, engender that sense of community and so uh i i I thought right what can i do okay so i bought little rabbits for everybody they're rabbits because it's nearly easter and that was the thing that i could find so everybody has got a rabbit and i said look i just want you to have this at home i don't want it left in the office i want you to take it home and just remember that you you know or everybody's got one and you're all part of the same team Uh, and straight away um, before we'd even finished the the initial conversation where they've all compared what colour's yours and all of that sort of thing, we're having a name competition. <laughs> name your rabbit. There's a prize for the best name. Um, some people are talking about making clothes for their rabbits. Um, some people are talking about photographing their rabbits in different places in the house. Straight away, it's something... We're even going to have on um, Slack software, they're going to have a channel which is just about the rabbits. You know, so... 
that gives them that sense of joined upness. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it gives them that social interaction that they would have had more naturally in the workplace. Yeah. And you, you are actually going to have to artificially create yes. a sense of social interaction. I think one of the worst phrases is social isolation. And I don't think we will benefit from social isolation. We benefit from physical isolation. Yeah. There's ways to be social that don't involve you being physically next to a person. Um, and that can include um, staying in touch with Teams and Skype. Now, in one of the companies I work for, they use Teams and Skype for meetings regularly, but they only do it with audio. Now, for me, I think it's worth a company considering having the video on, not for a big meeting where there's lots of people, but if it's one to one, yeah. have that video on so that you're feeling that you're more connected to the person that you're talking to, because that will be the thing that you're missing. And if you want to, this is a new um, feature that I didn't know before, and I think it's brilliant. I didn't know that you could blur the background in Teams. So they can't see how messy your spare room is yeah. or your kitchen is. Or a friend whatever. of mine was saying that she often has video chats with work, but she says, you have to warn me first because I also dry my washing in this room and I don't want you looking at my smalls in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I better tell her about the blurring I think, background. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> I um, On that and on this whole homeworking thing, I found a really interesting article on the BBC and it was talking about um, the how to how to best deal with this and it gave you some some pointers so first of all get dressed yeah that's a really big don't spend all day not in your PJs. pjs it sounds like a great idea doesn't it but it is not a great idea in the long term yeah work from home for one day choose to just wear your sloppies that's fine but actually get up get dressed um it's all, that's your commute to work, isn't yeah. it? That move from, from the bedroom, you get dressed, move downstairs or wherever it is. It might be up to another room where it might just be getting your laptop out in your bedroom. Yep. But it creates that distance, that separation yep. between home and work life. Absolutely. And that leads on to, they talk about establishing boundaries. So if your hours are nine till five with an hour for lunch, you work nine till five with an hour for lunch. One of the things that cropped up this morning where we were talking about um, people um, using VPN to get, you know, to get into into work and um, the idea that if everybody's using it is that, you know, might that impact on the speed at which people can retrieve files, etc. And I said, OK, it might do that. That is not a reason for you to get up at six o'clock in the morning to retrieve your files yeah. so that you can work on them. If If it's slow between nine and five... It's slow between nine and five. That's a learning experience for your business with the uh, IT. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, get out and about. So if you're working from home, uh, and, unless you're self-isolating, go for a walk at lunchtime. But even if you're self-isolating, you can go. Well, you can still do that. Go for within, a walk. Yes, yeah. yeah. But, um, or go and sit in the garden, you know, eat your lunch in the garden. Get yourself a sandwich and a cup of tea. Have 15 minutes in the half an hour in the garden, whatever. thought that was really good. Pick up the phone. We don't use the phone to speak to people anymore. No, we're messaging email, and texting it? and emailing. Pick up the phone, have a chat, take regular breaks. Um, you know, allow yourself that fifteen minute. You would go and make a cup of coffee and have a chat with somebody. So do that. Allow yourself time to go and make a cup of coffee, read your book for ten minutes. I would say as well, pay attention to how your body feels because how. 
Um, how often are you away from your desk when you're at work? You, you should be actually getting up and standing and moving around 20, 30 minutes. People often don't. But the chances are, if you're not used to home working, you might be sitting down for hours at end without thinking that you can get up and go for a walk. And your body will soon tell you if you're in a bad position, you'll, you'll, have, uh, you'll feel stiff when you stand up. So, you know, pay attention. Uh, and as Heather recommended to me earlier on, consider standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've recently got rid of my office chair and my desk at just the wrong time. Yep. I've converted my old home office into a, a sitting room. It's like bad timing or what? Um, which means that I'm not sitting on an office chair now. And my back's really telling me. So Heather quite rightly said, why don't you stand up at the island or yeah. at the work surface or at the dining table with the box on the table? There's, there's little things that you can do to make it work for you. And really think about the height at which you're, if you're using a, a laptop or a, a monitor, th- really think about the height at which that is set and don't be afraid to stick it on a, you know, a couple of reams of paper or a shoebox or whatever. And th- this is one of the things where, um, we, you know, companies are maybe going to have to rethink what they're doing. If if you've been used to having people working from home, you may well have checked that the, the display screen equipment is correctly placed Mm. chances are very few people will have had their their workstations checked out at home Mm. whereas it's it's a matter of course at work you you know we've recently just done it in one of the places i work well you know we've just gone through the whole audit of everybody's station make sure that everything's right still and you know they've got the right footstools and the right height and then they've all suddenly gone to work at home and everything's gone to pot. Yeah, because they're all at their kitchen table. Or... So you, you will need to, I mean, obviously your company can't catch up with this at this time. So you might need to take responsibility for this yourself. And if you Google display screen equipment, uh, you know, um, criteria, you will find some information about, you know, whether it should be in your line of sight or whatever. But one thing I'd just like to add is that we've talked about um and I think this is whether you're working from home or not. Lots of us wear pedometers. Lots of us use our phones to count our steps. You know, this whole 10,000 steps thing. I think that's never going to be more important than it is going to be over the next few weeks or months. We don't know. So make sure that you start to track how much you're moving around because that that is going to be an indicator of you know, whether you're sitting down too much or whether you're... Um, uh, you know, exercising and not exercising enough, just moving around enough. We've talked about home working and remote working. And, and of course, as a business, it's it can be really difficult to keep people's t- time filled. Yeah. You know, you need to be thinking about what you can realistically expect people to be doing. We've already said that, you know, just sitting, working on a spreadsheet for hours and hours on end isn't going to be very helpful. So... And let, let's not forget that potentially there will be people for whom they're working from home and then they're not going out for social time. It's not like work from home and then go out and party. So actually they're going to be in the house for an awful lot of time and they're going to get bored. They're going to get stir crazy. So there are a number of things that, that you can look at, look at doing. And one that I wanted to just flag up from a business point of view is um, something that we've mentioned before in the past and it's the Open University. They have a fantastic resource of free training that is business related that people could be doing. Uh, And so people then will be feeling that they are achieving something and they're growing and developing um, outside of just going through the motions and doing work. Uh, So I would suggest that if you aren't already 
all over this. You sign up and you you seek out, and perhaps you could you could um, produce a, a, a personal learning plan for your team. So you say, look, you know, here here are some of the things that you might find interesting. So why don't we build that into your working week so that you might do, um, I don't know. Um, uh, well, writing a SWOT analysis. OK, so there we go. There's an eight hour introductory course on writing a SWOT analysis. OK, so that might be right. This week, I want you to do that. It might be something as simple as I want you to watch this TED talk. Yep. Or I want you to research a TED talk and suggest one to your colleagues. Yep. You know, so like, yep. why would you suggest this? And, you know, actually getting them to do some research on those yep. sorts of things. Yeah. It, it's an opportunity to get a little bit more um, creative in, in the planning of the work. So I, I think there's a lot of opportunities that if you just think a little bit broader as to what you would perhaps want your staff to be doing. I'm also thinking about what to do with the children. Yeah, because that's a biggie. I yeah. mean, schools are closing from tomorrow. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Mine, mine are very self-contained. They're of an age where they can get on with stuff. But even so, they they're going to be... They're going to be a bit bemused themselves, aren't they? And they may be maybe fearful as to what's going on. You know, they don't know when they're going back to school. And I know my two anyway would benefit from a certain amount of structure. I'm not going to implement a regime, but my son, who's 11, has actually said himself he'd like to do himself a little timetable. Not not hour by hour. He's sort of like on this day when you're working from home, mum, I'm going to do this, this and this. And on this day when we're all together, as a family, can we do this? And I thought it was a great idea. Wow. He wants us to, as a family, learn a language before before this period's over. You know, wouldn't it be great if, if we can all speak Finnish? <laughs> or yeah, something like great. okay let, let's go for this um but the other thing that he wants to do is to actually keep up with his schoolwork, and he's, he's not a, a swat or, or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination but he he is interested in the people who teach well okay. so he's not going to do maths for maths sake however that there's a resource that i shared with him and he was absolutely delighted with and i'm going to share it with you now so there's a gentleman called Gareth Metcalf. He's um, he's got a social media presence. He's also he's on YouTube as well. But he does go round to the schools and he teaches maths. And um, Yola was delighted. In fact, this is a quote from him. He said he's really good. He's a great technique for teaching maths. He's amazing. Wow! And he's eleven, your son. Yeah. And um, this this guy is is offered um, this week. He said he's going to be putting live lessons in place. And yesterday he announced that starting from Monday, he's going to do a live session on maths for years three and four at 9 a.m. and for years five and six at 10 a.m. So um, my son's actually factoring that into his plans because he really thinks this guy is a great educator and a great communicator. So if you can find things like that that interest your kids... There's there's all sorts of things like the museums are doing virtual, virtual tours, tours and, yeah. and zoos are as well. Although I understand Chester Zoo is still open. So, okay. you know, if you want to go and get some fresh air with your kids, some of the food outlets are closed, but they're, they're actually open to the public to walk around. I imagine it's fairly easy in general terms to, to have um, physical distancing there. But 
what's happened, I've noticed on social media, an awful lot of resources have come to light that perhaps we wouldn't have noticed or paid so much attention to. Uh, where, and people are sharing these sorts of things. So you mentioned Open University. There's the, uh, BBC Learning. Apparently it's an archive site um, and it's not no longer updated, but all the material's still there. So you can go on and do bite-sized um, lessons on there. Um, there's Open Learn. There's Future Learn. TED, obviously, you can look at TED, uh, National Geographic, um, there's Mystery Science. There's so many, I mean, the lists are enormous. All you'd have to go on um, in, on Facebook and have a look, and there's, there's a number of different groups set up now. So whether you want to learn a new instrument, my daughter wants to um, get better at playing the piano, so she's um, she was considering before now actually having lessons. And we said we will do lessons at some point, but for now... You, you can go online and do an online course. And amazingly, some of these companies and organisations are making access free for the time being. There's lots of books that are available for free, lots of audio books that are currently available for free. And I think whether it's for children or, or for yourself, I'm, va- I'm very excited about learning a new language, whether it be Finnish or whether I um, catch up on the Welsh and, and start being able to speak Welsh as good as my kids. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff. But it doesn't happen just on its own you're going to have to plan this stuff in yeah because otherwise the risk is you you go into christmas holiday mode where where you just start having a drink at nine o'clock in the morning and eat chocolate all day in your pjs there's there's time and there's room for that but i think you know you could get so much more out of it if you actually plan in some extra activities for yourselves and for your loved ones. I think it goes back to that setting boundaries thing Uh, just one thing that i'd like to share um is there is no denying that this is overwhelming. There will be overwhelm. Um, I was at a meeting this morning and during my time at the meeting, three people were in tears because there's work, there's concern for your loved ones. Now you've got the kids at home, you know, all of those types of things. So I want to share with you, there's, um, there's an app called Headspace, which normally is £50 a year, um, which I think is quite a lot of money, but there we go. But they have introduced some free resources um, that they're calling Weathering the Storm. And these are a selection of meditation, sleep and other experiences designed to support you during the current global crisis. So there's walking at home and there's a ten minute, three to ten minute meditation uh, about stress. There's focus, feeling overwhelmed, panicking and all of these are free. So Allow yourself some time for you uh, because we need everybody to be all right at the end of all of this because uh, one day somebody's going to go, OK, back to it. And we'll all be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, you're not alone. And there are there's there's loads of stuff out there. And uh, to finish the show on a light note, we've discovered a, a couple of useful resources just this morning before we came on air um, and, and this was very much born from the discussion we were having about it's physical not social isolation and we can still be sociable with each other we, we're just having to learn a new way to do it and these things probably existed way before now but they've just come to our attention so one is, is an app called House Party 
And we we had a, a quick game of Pictionary we just before the show. Yeah. And you can connect with your friends and you can you can video link with everybody and play a game on House Party. I'm I'm not endorsing that particular app. There are lots of other apps like that, but you can get sociable with people. Even, you know, a lot of online gaming, I understand. It's not my area of expertise, but, you know, it, you can be chatting to people while you're doing it. So that's Words social. With friends is about as far as I ever went with that. <laughs> Well, now you've got House Party app. And there's something else that I think I need to explore because I love watching a good film. And um, Netflix Party, mm. is a, apparently it's a way you can do it with friends, but you're physically separated. So, Heather, have you ever used Netflix I Party? I haven't. I have Googled it and it is, it's available through Chrome, apparently. Um, yeah, five, apparently 500,000 people are already using it. Wow, OK, uh, we'd better get on. But you, Yeah, long-distance movie nights and TV watch parties. And I've heard that um, lots of box sets and, and things are being re-uploaded into um, Netflix and iPlayer and stuff like that so that we can uh, choose some more binge-watching to compensate for EastEnders not being on four times a week. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well... That's all we've got time for this week. We will be back or being well at the same time next week uh, with the business community. Please do stay tuned to Calon FM. There are fewer shows than usual, um, but uh, you know we, we are still going to be playing the music and there will be a number of shows, both live and recorded. If you want to connect with us, we are The Business Community. We have our blog, which is thebusiness.community. But we're also on Facebook as well. And so get interacting with us if you've got any ideas on working from home or how to beat boredom or how to be uh, socially but not physically um, in, in, in touch with each other, then please do connect with us. So we're The Business Community and that's on Facebook. So that's all we've got for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. Join us next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.